0: Welcome to episode 3 of Bikes, Bands, Beer and Backpacks on this 18th day of July. Here I discuss my favorite things in life including motorcycles, live music, adult beverages and exploring nature and road trips. Today's episode I revisit the craft beer debate at the new Mosaic Stadium here in Regina. As well as discussing Harley Davidson potentially buying Ducati, the outdoor music festival scene here in Saskatchewan and my upcoming trip to Toronto. Stick around. Now, back in episode one, uh, I discussed the uh, fact that local craft beer was not available at the new publicly funded stadium here in Regina quite as yet. It seemed like talks were still ongoing and a compromise would be reached at some point during the season. Um, well, late last week, news came out that talks had broken off. No further discussion will be taking place now between the uh, the new stadium and the craft uh, brewers association here. So we're told two different offers were made to the local beer makers, but neither was satisfactory to them. Rumors are swirling again; they're just rumors, but that there was an offer of you know only only three kegs are allowed per game, or that they would be available in limited. Um, outside the stadium before the game, or maybe some non rider events at the stadium. Um, but now that they've broken off, no one from the Rough Riders, the city, or the Craft Bruiser Association will discuss publicly what either of these two offers actually included. So we're just left kind of wondering what could have been. But for the rest of the season now, so rider fans will only have access to Molson Coors products. Including the holdovers from the previous stadium, Pilsner, Molson Canadian, and Coors Light. Uh, the last couple of years, you've been able to get Coors Banquet. I'm not quite sure if you can still get it there, but I would I would assume you can. Uh, but it has we do get the expanded lineup of the Molson Coors products now, including a former craft brewer, Granville Island from Vancouver, and Prairie favorite Bohemian, as I discussed in episode one. You are also now able to buy pints of beer, so you can buy. Uh, I think it's a can of beer for eight bucks, a pint of domestic for $9, and some of the premium stuff for $10. So it is better than the old stadium. You do get more selection, you do get, you know, expanded choice of how to purchase your beer. You also don't have to buy the tokens anymore, so that it is quite a big improvement. And hopefully at the very least, the offering of the Molson Coors products continues to grow just to give us a little more choice at these games. And Hopefully at least next season we can get some local craft options into the stadium and uh, just help supporting the local economy and letting Rider fans enjoy uh, some of their favorite local beers. As some of you may recall, back in 2015, I believe it was, Volkswagen came, came under intense pressure While it was discovered they had been uh, cheating or faking emission numbers on their diesel engines, um, so the resulting lawsuits and payouts is going to cost the company about two billion dollars. To help pay some of this, they are looking at all options, and in late June, here it has emerged that there are reports of Volkswagen entertaining proposals to buy. Uh, their affiliate Ducati so now Ducati is a well-respected but still kind of a niche motorcycle company uh, kind of more on the sport bike but they do kind of have some more of the uh, the casual riders as well now the front runner is Harley Davidson who has now hired Goldman Sachs to help facilitate the due diligence on a reported 1.5 billion euro purchase price that's uh, quite a bit of quite a bit of money now this isn't the first time harley would have purchased a smaller competitor previously they had purchased buell motorcycles which was more of a again kind of more of a street motorcycle uh way smaller than ducati uh but they tried to sell them out of harley shops and that just didn't wasn't really successful at all they there wasn't a lot of crossover between people who would want a harley motorcycle and a buell motorcycle uh i think i would be one of those people though but um just it just didn't work out It's so it's going to be interesting to see if harley does go through with the offer you know how they would treat ducati since it is a a more established brand than buell ever was but it's still one that i think would be hard to justify i know like a new standalone bricks and mortar buildings so then do they try and sell them out of a harley dealership as well um right now quite often Ducati dealers are also licensed to sell some of Harley's main competitors like like a Honda or a Yamaha or or previously Victory they're not around anymore but Indian so the existing network of dealers of of Ducati dealers would not make sense to really hold on to either And, and then of course we'd look at what would Harley do with with the Ducati motorcycles themselves and the technology would they just amalgamate it all into the Harley brand. Would they take some pieces of it and, and move it over to Harley and, and vice versa, but keep the keep the line separate and be interesting to see what would happen. Uh they have announced this is Harley. Harley has announced a very aggressive target of fifty new models over the next five years. So they haven't really come out and said exactly what that means if it's just kind of tweaking existing ones or brand new models. But it is sounding like they're gonna expand um, some of their live wire electric motorcycle technology, as well as their new uh, Milwaukee Eight engine, that their V-twin engine that has come out here. So it's going to be very interesting to see how this all plays out as Harley continues to lose market share to other manufacturer manufacturers as their their core demographics, you know, continue to age and get those older, older bikers. Uh and the younger people are somewhat buying Harley's, but more often than not, if they're going Harley, they're buying used ones, older ones and, and fixing them up. There's kind of a resurgence in the in the chopper scene here in North America. But again, that's not helping Harley with their new sales or even a lot of the part sales. It's more existing stuff and people buying you know parts from scrap heaps and whatnot so harley has come out with some smaller motorcycles to try and get into that younger demographic with a lower price point more of your uh city cruiser or your bar bangers as as some people would call them so interesting to see what will happen and if uh volkswagen does decide to actually sell ducati Now, last episode, I touched on the amount of road trips people in Saskatchewan, the prairies love to do in the summer. But this past weekend was another prairie institution of the Craven Country Music Festival, previously called the Big Valley Jamboree and now Country Thunder. Uh, big name acts like Keith Urban, Blake Shelton played to around 25,000 people a day in some pretty sweltering heat here. Uh, the festival is the largest in southern Saskatchewan and has a real uh, love-hate relationship with almost everyone around here. Now, the last couple years have been marred by reports and arrests of animal abuse, but this is a very small portion of the people who attended and you can't blame anyone who goes there except these idiots that are out there. Now, I myself have never been. I do not ever really plan on going as a lineup. It tends to be more... Country, you know, bro country than the more traditional kind of folk country that I would listen to from time to time. Uh, but I do feel I have matured or maybe at least maturing, and I'm trying to be less cynical and critical of the people who do attend. Now, judging by my social media feed, it was just an absolutely fantastic community event over the weekend that many, many people enjoyed. The weather was great, and you know, who am I to say that it isn't cool and they shouldn't have fun there? Now, I freely admit I am probably actually just more jealous than anything of these people that to get to go and see many of their favorite bands every year 20 minutes from, from Regina with you know 25,000 of their best friends, aggressive, punk, metal, hardcore festivals that I would want to enjoy, they do exist, not around here. Um, And they get some, you know, similarly pretty stacked lineups and large, large crowd sizes, but they're all over in Europe in the summer for the most part. So I would love to get out there sometime, but it obviously is not cheap for me to fly to Europe and travel to music festivals all over Europe. But I do want to give a big shout out to my friend Rokey who does attend these concerts and he probably attends more concerts than 99.9% of people on earth. And he he has made a habit of spending a large portion of his summer traveling around Europe, attending concerts, seeing his favorite bands, you know, grabbing a bunch of memorabilia. And uh, every December or January, he'll put out a list on Facebook, kind of going through every single concert he's been to, and you got to sit down with a couple of beverages to to get through that list because it's quite extensive and, uh, again, kind of makes me pretty jealous of the guy who gets to see all these bands now this upcoming weekend down in Bangor, saskatchewan is a festival that i have attended on a couple times called the gateway festival and i wish i was going this year but i am off to one of my best friends from high school's wedding out in toronto so this year's headliners include 5440 tom cochran the sadies and uh my boys in northcote and close talkers as well as many other great great uh bands there the festival is a about as small town Saskatchewan as you can get, with essentially the whole town shutting down for the weekend to help run the uh, two kind of, well, I guess there's a little bit of stuff on Sunday, so two and a half day event. Kids are welcome, and it's just probably the friendliest place on earth I've ever been. Uh, Check it out if you have a chance, and be sure to take a trip down to Castle Butte in the Big Money Badlands as well. It's only about 25 minutes south of Bangoff. Great way to uh, see Saskatchewan. Check out a lot of great Saskatchewan artists, Canadian artists, and it's a pretty diverse musical lineup from the the country to folk to rock to uh, I think there's even some hip-hop artists there usually every year. So a great way to get out and explore Saskatchewan this summer. Speaking of Toronto, my wife and I are there this Friday until Tuesday. Uh, Head there for my friend from high school's wedding. I'm looking forward to it. I haven't seen him in numerous years. As well as we'll have some some friends from high school out there and some of his friends from university that I've connected with over the years. Also looking forward to uh, hanging out with some of our prairie transplant friends that now call Toronto home. Going to do some exploring around the city like we always do. Hoping to check out the, uh, the new aquarium we hear is quite impressive, checking out uh, the Blue Jays game Monday night. Anyone got any suggestions of places we absolutely have to eat or drink or check out, drop us a line here. Uh, we've been to Toronto you know, a handful of times over the years here, we really enjoy it. I think Toronto's got a bad reputation in some circles and I don't really understand why. But uh, we're looking forward to being out there. So I'm going to try and do another episode Thursday before we leave. So keep your eyes out for that one. Thanks for tuning in to bikes, Beers, Bands, and Backpacks. Take care.